The Athen Real Talk podcast explores controversial ideas to stimulate debate and active thinking. These ideas do not always reflect Athen's personal views. Welcome to the Athen Real Talk podcast. He has been called the best gamer in the world, hands down. World famous gamer and philanthropist Athen. Gaming for good, it's called, has raised more than $20 million. Using his notoriety to raise money for charity. On activism, science, culture, and self-development. I'm proud to have him in the studio today. I would not want to take you on in a video game. Are you okay with exploiting the weakness with the humans? Yeah, I'm completely fine with that. I'm really a, a Machiavellist. Uh, the end justifies the means, except this is only true when the end is properly defined. And funnily enough, everybody goes through life with the end justifies the means. Some people say that's not true. I don't do that. Your end is just differently calibrated than mine. And everybody has their own end and doesn't want to truly admit that. But there's always a goal that you do things towards, whether the end is your moral compass or your family or whatever. So in my regards, like the end is defined because in all these situations, when it's not properly defined, then the end does not justify the means. If your goal is to fulfill your own pleasure, then you're not going to go and murder or do whatever or rob to justify your own pleasure because it's inconsistent. It's fundamentally inconsistent. But if the end is properly defined, which is truly moving forward as a superorganism, then anything justifies it. But that includes taking all the single premises into account, which is also the ripple effect within society. That means that, for example, would you kill a baby to save 10 babies? Of course not, because the intersubjective ripple effect of doing so would create chaos. And that's why if you take that also into equation, then obviously you have a certain moral compass that is very culturally defined by what people assume is okay or not okay. And that brings about a very pragmatic approach rather than one where you just look at things from a pure logical one that doesn't take into account the emotional limitations of humans. And that is on itself not logical. So basically, when people say, oh, you're a robot or this or that or whatever, like truly acting based on logic requires you also to take into account the emotional consequences and ripple effects on people that are less logical. That is the logical thing to do, right? So basically, when it comes down to the end justifies the means, it's always looking at reality. What is the actions that leads to the best results? And that includes the limitations of people. And that's why sometimes people call me an utilitarian. But I'm not a utilitarian because a utilitarian merely looks at reality without taking into account the consequences of the steps you take. It's more one-dimensional. A utilitarian thinks things very one-dimensional while truly looking at the end justifies the means and at reality takes into account the limitations of people. And that's why certain moral ethical questions that are given are answered different by me than an utilitarian. If an utilitarian would have to answer the question, would you kill a baby to save 10, he would say yes. If you ask me, I would say no fucking way because that ripples towards people creates chaos and that is less functional outcome than one where you would kill a baby to save 10. And it's just like when you look at it and you always take the limitations of people as part of the premise, you can actually come with a logical approach that provides for morals and ethics without having religion or whatever in the equation. The only thing you've got to look at is the actual consequences of your actions, the results, pure, detached and unbiased. And by doing so, what you get is a very effective flow. Fiddlesticks Hype says, Athene, why do we resist things that we know are good for our well-being while craving things that are detrimental to our well-being? I will actually give you a really good answer to that question. Everything is depending on your awareness. And your awareness 
basically defines the time interval that you experience within the moment. If you're a more impulsive guy, right, then basically the time interval of what you are, what you experience is very momentary. It's just now. You just experience right now. So obviously right now, as our brain and our neural activity, what it craves for is the path of least resistance, just like entropy. A ball falls the shortest distance from gravity to the ground because it's what is most likely, what is most probabilistic, right? So basically, when it comes down to people's lives, the reason why your decisions can be very detrimental to the past is because on the current moment, it is easier. It is easier for you to just sit on your ass and do nothing right now. In the longer run, it goes against you. And making excuses to rationalize why you sit on your ass is just what is most energy efficient based on your current awareness. But if your awareness grows and you gain more perspective and there is more parts of your brain active, not just your more emotional part, but also your cognitive part and your ability to have perspective and see future actions and how they affect you, then automatically you start more rather than just saying, oh, I'm going to eat now a very tasty but unhealthy snack. I know I'm going to have problems with my stomach later because that part that is responsible for giving you perspective about what's going to happen in the future is part of your awareness. Your awareness expands and as a result, the path of least resistance is to not eat the pizza or whatever, not because you are a, a better person to put it that way, but just because your awareness is bigger, it's higher. And that's why increasing your awareness is so beneficial because it allows you to be more patient, to make more conscious decisions, to be more overall consistent. Can you talk about IT engineering studies? Would you go study IT again if you were 17 today? Nah, man, IT is just a waste of my time. Like the way I studied IT myself is I just went to university it was just, I had to study way too much shit. I was like, fuck this shit. So I just did adult university, which is later in the night and people are so much more relaxed and you get the same freaking degree. So I just did that and I almost did nothing for it. I literally almost did nothing and I still have a degree. Degrees are really, it's an outdated system that only works for very specific jobs. But even then, I would not want to choose to be the rest of my life a doctor or whatever. I want to be able to grow and learn and every day have new challenges and push myself to become better and better. And if I just settle for becoming a doctor or whatever, I just miss out on so much opportunities that would allow me to have so much more impact. I'd rather outsource it to other people, let other people be doctors, like whatever that can be replaced by someone else. I shouldn't be doing it. I have someone else do it. And that's my mindset of having the maximum impact. You do what you do as long you cannot be replaced. If you just do a job that is replaceable, it has so little meaning and purpose. So I would always work on what is not replaceable and try to outsource what is replaceable. It's a very simple strategy. It's much more efficient, but that requires you to find like-minded people. Well, it depends, of course, if it's just simple tasks. You don't even need like-minded people. You can just pay them and done. But yeah, when it comes down to here in this environment... You cannot just pay people to do what people are doing here. You really need dedication and creativity. Do you guys know that the core group of Apple is a very small team? Same with Valve. It's a very small team. It's like sometimes we tend to think like, my God, you need a big company to do great things. It's not even true. You just need creative minds. The best doctor in the world is not replaceable. But what is the best doctor in the world? The best doctor in the world is Watson. It's an AI. So yes, you are replaceable.
with a machine. There's actually articles and studies about it. You can go read up on it. And you might argue with it and get annoyed or triggered, but you got to accept that machine learning that takes all the records of all the people on the planet will be much better than any doctor on the planet. And they're even moving towards it. There is even trials in uh, hospital universities in the U.S. where they're using it. You can come to me and say like, hey, the best doctor is not replaceable. It's actually replaceable by a robot. Clash of Streamers is replaceable. OFX. The thing is now you're not talking about what a person does. You're talking about the product. Like making a billion dollars or a few billion dollars and reaching a lot of audience to allow us to do other projects where we implement universal basic income and such. You could say it is maybe replaceable, but I wouldn't know with what. I think it's one of our best shots to have people here learn how to code, to gain relevance, to reach a big audience and to make a lot of money and do good at the same time. Like Clash of Streamers is not a goal, it's just a tool. As a human being, when I talk about being replaceable or not, I'm talking about as a person yourself. People here that are working on the game, right? If they're not working on the game, nobody's going to do it. So the extent to which you're replaceable is always relative to the reference frame. If you are at home and you got to cook and you got to clean to keep your house clean and bring food on the table, then you're not replaceable because if you don't do it, nobody else will. So taking care of your kids, it's hard to replace that properly. So yeah, like it's not like from a grandiose, universal, detached framework that you have to look whether you're replaceable or not. It's always relative to yourself. So if you're able to find a better job to make more money so you can, for example, hire a cleaning woman, for example, or a cleaning guy, then basically at that point you can replace the act of you taking care of the cleaning. But up till that point you cannot. So it's very relative. If you grow up in a 200 years ago and uh, there is no internet and everything, you might just be a blacksmith and that's it. Because if you're not doing it, you got to teach it to someone else. But even then, if you teach it to someone else and you're not there, what do you do? Maybe try to become the king's blacksmith, work your way up. But today it's much easier to be replaceable than it was 200 years ago. Which is really nice. I really like to be replaceable. It's a really good thing. Some people might feel triggered or whatever, but I think replaceability means longevity, means progress. I want to be able to bring about all my knowledge and insight to other people for them to be even better than me, because that means I don't carry that responsibility. As long as you're not replaceable, you carry this responsibility of doing what you're doing. But the moment you're replaceable, you can give the responsibilities to someone else and go on and do something else that doesn't make you replaceable. And a lot of people love to just stay in their own little bubble and just do nothing while they are able and capable with this knowledge to really put themselves in a position where they really are irreplaceable and you just keep climbing up. That's literally what I do. It's the most effective thing you can do. That's also why I said also in the past, intelligence has more to do with emotional intelligence than cognitive intelligence because the mere act of being able to inspire other people to do what you would be doing enables you to have a much more ripple effect, even in a simulation, if you would simulate it, than if you would just be a very cognitive, smart guy working behind your PC isolated. We are a social species, and being able to connect with other people is a much stronger token of intelligence than just being cognitively quite capable. And that is why I'm achieving so much. It's not so much because of my cognitive abilities, Because I wouldn't even say I'm that smart. It's more because of my emotional intelligence. 
I am really very good at reading people and persuading them and putting things into words so that it resonates with them. So they grow within the direction that is more aligned with reality, which then brings about a framework that is much more contributing to society than one where I would just be isolated and work on my own whatever project. That's something a lot of people sometimes forget about. The way I would define intelligence is really the extent to which you can mold reality to suit your own progression. And when I say own progression, I'm not talking about myself, but I'm talking about the species, the superorganism, to move forward and overcome obstacles, but also being able to read and recognize patterns. But reading and recognizing patterns that allow you to align yourself better with reality is also something that you can outsource. If you're not a mathematical genius and you find someone that is a mathematical genius, the ability to persuade someone to basically work together with you and inspire them to, you know, find other like-minded people, that is what true mastery is. True mastery is not the ability for you yourself to just focus on one thing and do it flawlessly. True mastery is the ability to find other people and turn them into true masters because that's when you generate a ripple effect that can change the world which is something that has not happened yet because the moment that would happen the world would just completely it would create a, a chain reaction obviously but i do believe though that with technology and internet and accessibility of to knowledge being easier and easier that we gain the tools and the abilities to more easily come to a point where where a group that is very much focused on doing what is right and bases themselves on consistency and reality basically can ripple I mean, I was just working with Reese for 15 years. And in the last three years, we've grown to a powerhouse of 40 people. And the only reason why we stuck at 40 rather than having 100 is because we also have the limitations of the building. So the requirements are not always as easy because we only have three spots left. But I do think with the game and such and with success, I do really think that we could become the next Google even bigger than Google. Maybe not, maybe I'm just crazy, but I like to be ambitious. But I think it will happen and we will be able to have a huge impact in the world and it will just ripple. A lot of people that want to make an impact and such will really realize, wait, this organization is extremely no bullshit and very clean and pure. When I say clean and pure, I mean just like intent-wise. I'm not talking about some kind of holy whatever, cult power or whatever. Overpromise at the deliver. What I love about it is... At the end of the day, it's reality that has the ultimate judgment. And I never let myself get down by people doubting me or whatever. I always try to learn from my failures and keep going. Because there's so many people, even when I say these things, that just get a gut reaction of negativity. And then when things succeed, you just come and you want to be part of it. And the problem is that this mindset, right, where you constantly have this, this negative attitude around everything. And I don't even blame you. I don't even blame you for thinking that way. It's because you grow up and that's how your entire environment and how social conditioning works. You always, you know, have this constant flow of expectations from other people. So you just start thinking like that and you become very pessimistic and grim. But I can tell you that mindset leads to nothing. Like having this negative mindset and not being ambitious or allowing yourself to be ambitious. That is the real grave you're digging yourself into. I mean, at least I have something to live for, something to aim for, something to work towards. And maybe it will work, maybe it won't work, but by keep trying and keep going, I actually do something with my life. 
And I know a lot of people can be very negative and very like attain this, attain that, and just be in this constant destructive mindset, but it leads to nothing. It's just a reflection of your own inner sadness. And that's something, if you confront yourself with it, rather than just channeling it by looking at others and just being this negative person, you can actually crawl out of this hole of emptiness. So yeah, like when people are negative in the chat or whatever, like I said I was going to fix an exchange in less than two weeks, and we did. People said I was crazy, and we made it. Same with the game. People said like, oh, a thing. How are you going to make a game with people that never learned to code, lol, lol. And now when people see it, actually people that are more into the industry, right? Because people on the Twitch chat, most of you don't have so much experience when it comes down to games. People that are competent, when it comes down to coding and developing games, they are fucking impressed like crazy. It's like, how the fuck do they pull that off in such a small time? And that's the thing, like, I don't let haters define what I can and can't do. I let reality define that. And that's a very good lesson that you can learn from. Because if you let yourself be defined what you can and can't do by what other people think, you will never get anywhere. Because people's thoughts is merely a ripple effect. It is the wave that comes out of the current status quo. And the status quo is you haven't achieved shit. So obviously they will just preach that. So if you let yourself get influenced and defined by the wave that comes out of the status quo, you get trapped into the status quo. So what you got to do is start looking at reality and understanding it and taking it into your own hands and defining it, directing it. And even if you have failure, you try again, you try again. And at one point, reality will be working out because that's how it is. I mean, it's just probabilities. And then you will see other people start following you. And you start also realizing how empty it is and how worthless it is. People's opinions and what people say, I mean, like, I was a nobody. And then when I started playing WoW again, I get so much messages. People want to be part of Athene because Athene is back. I don't know if you, if you understand that. That's just how it works. It's not so much like, oh, yeah, the opinion of other people is actually something that is mattering. And yet so many people live for what other people think of them. It's empty. It's worthless. It's truly empty. The validation of other people, okay, maybe that was very practical in tribal mechanics like a thousand years ago. But nowadays, man, whether people think you're a cool guy or not, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't do so much. And I can tell you because I've been hated, I've been loved, I've been hated, I've been loved, I've been hated, I've been loved so many times. Like I just understand that even the strong opinion that some people might experience right now at this moment as a result of what lives around you, it's not truly your opinion. It is shaped by the intersubjectivity. And as that changes, you change too. It's not really rooted in a strong foundation of thought through rationality and cognitive processes. It's just a sheep mentality. It's a reality. Like a lot of people are sheeps. They just follow what other people think or they follow the hive mind and they identify with the small little thing. And that's it. To feel like they're part of something or to feel better about themselves or whatever because they doubt And I don't even say that's wrong. I'm just saying being able to reflect on these things and look at it from an outsider and realize that it doesn't matter so much and that what you can trust more is your own understanding allows you to have a different paradigm where you are much more successful at life, where you're much more a creator. You become a creator rather than just being a sheep. Subscribe to youtube.com slash wins. Watch the live stream at twitch.tv slash live and follow the real Athene on Snapchat.